Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. And today we're going to be talking about the lie, I'm not worthy. You know, sometimes we can view ourselves as not being worthy of God or the things of God. You know, and, and I don't know if you've ever had this instance in your life where you invite somebody and, you know, right away they're like, they come up with this filter of how they view God. And they're like, listen, I've been out of church or I haven't been to church ever. And I just need to get my stuff straight before I get into church and all that stuff. How many have had that conversation with somebody where they've been like, hey, listen, I'll, I'll come, but let me get my ducks in a row. Let me get my things in order. Because it's this view of this God being so amazing and us being this worthless beings that we have to get all right and dressed up in front of daddy, right? And it's almost like this God is sitting on a throne saying, where are my clean children? The bathed, you know, they have their hair done and their clothes all neat. Like they got all their sin out of their life before they approach me, the most powerful God. And God is the total opposite. He's like, please bring your dirty laundry, right? Angels, Bring the high-efficient dish, you know what I mean? Like dishwasher. You wouldn't put your clothes in there, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Laundry. <laughs> bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. Let Bring all that you have. And, and God is this amazing God, but, but we put value on everything. I mean, if you think of your life, you put value on food. You put value on things you wear, on clothes and, and, and uh, things we drive. You know, it's all about name brand, you know? What name brand? And by the way, I'm rocking change merch today. This is our bomber jacket. You're like, check it. Like, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I feel like I should catwalk, you know? Like, yeah. Um, but it, but it's huge. And it, it's like some brands are actually more valuable than others. Why? We put value on things, right? In fact, they did this thing. I can't remember who was telling me this, but they took pay less shoes and they did this study, and what they did is they changed the brand to Paleus, and so it sounded like super, I think it was Paleus or something like that, but they changed the name. They took all the prices off the same shoes that are sold in Payless, and they put huge prices on, like five, six, seven hundred $700 for these pairs of shoes, and so they made this store, and people were walking in saying, whoa, look at this dope new shoe, and people were buying these shoes for five, $600, post them on Instagram, look at these new Paleuses that I got, you know? It's this made-up brand, same material, but we put value on things, don't we? We, we make things worthy, we make things valuable, and it trickles into the way we handle relationships too. We put value on people for, you know, sometimes we look at it like this, like our value um, equals, you know, different things. It, it can be anything, you could be money, you know? So we're like, okay, your value equals how much money you're making, how much money you have, so, so your retirement fund, you know, what you have saved back in the bank, how much you're giving, whatever, that equals your value, you know, or, or we have other things like um, status, this is a big one, you know, what's your status, ooh, you know, like, when you walk in, what happens to the room, like, like, is everybody like, oh my word, there's Elijah Tyrone, like, it's, it's the rev, you know what I mean? Like, like what's your status? You know, how many, how many people are, are looking your way? Um, we have another one like fame, right? How many people are following you? Well, let's check out their Instagram page, see how really good they're doing, right? 
How much following do they have? Oh, they have 10,000 followers? Oh, they must be killing it. Wow. Isn't it amazing how we do this? But we put value on, on, on things that, that honestly don't really matter if we're just real. You know, things that we have, um, success, you know, how we're doing success-wise. And, and all these things are, are huge in human eyes because that's where we live all the time. We're living in a world where we put value on certain things according to a certain standard, right? We have a scale. And whether you know it or not, you're on it. And we're measuring you. How valuable are you? Isn't that what we do with each other? And so we bring this, this view to God. And we say, well, if I value something because of success or money or what they do or how much following they have, well, obviously... The God of the universe who created me in his image is doing the exact same thing in heaven. Where he's like, hmm, how good have you been? How many things have you done? What's your following like? Let's check the Instagram. Gabriel, bring up my Instagram. <laughs> like we think God is like judging and, and looking at us saying, are you worthy enough to get in my presence? What did you do? I know what you did last summer. We have this, this messed up view of, of who God is. Um, but the thing is, like I was just at my uh, storage unit the other day, the change of storage unit, and we were, we were getting some stuff, whatever, but the code wasn't working. So um, I got in through the gate, whatever, with my little code over there, and then I was going to open up the gate because when you leave, when you exit, the door just automatically opens. And so I was like, okay, I'll just walk around. I'll get on the scale, whatever. The thing will open. We'll be able to drive right in and get all the stuff. So I go around, and I'm, I'm on scale. I'm like, the door's not opening. I'm like, oh, my word, what the jazz. So I'm like jumping, you know, to like, <laughs> like create more weight, you know, because when you do that, you're heavier. I don't know if you know this, right? In, in our minds, we are. So I'm like, all right, think sumo thoughts. You know, like sumo wrestling. Like I'm trying to get this thing. And I'm like, there must be a sensor. So I'm like kicking for the sensor. I'm like, and I'm hoping nobody's watching, right? Because I'm like getting my tie bow on, you know, like, you know, I'm getting in, <laughs> getting in shape in the middle of the storage place in the middle of the night. But what happened is that scale was made for cars. It wasn't made for me. Right? And sometimes we put this scale out. It's like, this is how we measure value. But absolutely not, because God has a scale that the things of this world can't be measured on. They don't even register on the scale that he uses to measure your value. It's a whole different scale system. And when you realize that, that it's not actually about all of this, it actually comes down to value equals price. And that's the thing you have to, you have to try to like weigh through and, and how do we define price? So if, if we are all, our value comes from our price tag, how do you decide how valuable you are and what price tag you have on you? You know, if you look through Amazon, you look through eBay, you look through Craigslist, really what it comes down to, um, I think about it like this with baseball cards, you know, you, or basketball cards, whatever. So you could have a card that's literally made out of cardboard. How, much no, how many know cardboard doesn't cost a lot, right? So they print something on it. How, much, how many know ink doesn't cost a lot, right? So it doesn't change the cost of the card. What changes is the value on that card for what someone will pay for it. All of a sudden, that player goes big. That card becomes valuable. Wow, that's a $10 card. Now it's 20 Now it's a $100 card, right? Because of the value of someone is willing to pay for it. So your value is actually can be measured to how much someone's willing to pay for you. Now, here's the really good news. 
God loved you so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to pay the ultimate price for you. The ultimate price. Like you can't pay any higher. He sent his son and he knew he was going to be brutally beaten. He knew he was going to be tortured. He knew people were going to reject him. And yet he had to pay the highest price so you could know how much he values you. In Psalm chapter 139, verse 14, it says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Man, that, that truth alone would set a bunch of us free, wouldn't it? To know that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. To know that God, when he made us, he was making us an absolute reverence. And that word fear just is a reverent moment. God was making you in a reverent moment that he set aside. You see, God spoke things into existence. Light, land, sky, stars, animals. You know, it's just like, poof, dog, you know, poof, cat. But actually, it's more like cat. <laughs> just sorry, cat lovers. I love you all. Just don't like your cats. Um, I know, I just made some enemies in the room. I love all because Jesus loves all. And his grace covers a lot of sin. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> all right, seriously. But what happened is when, when God created humans, it was different, a whole different ballgame. Please don't tune me out, all you cat lovers, okay? Just hear me on this. You're like, I'm not listening to him anymore. When God created human beings, all of a sudden he stopped everything, and it's the only creation he breathed his breath of life into. It's the only one he created in his image. He, he took time to make sure it looked like him. Why? Because the value was so high. It was so high. Like, yeah, animals, yeah, world, yeah, it's all beautiful. But this is my prized possession. It's my prized possession. It says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. In 17, I love this. How precious to me are your thoughts. God, how vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I am awake, I am still with you. And I love this because God's thoughts are so countless and endless about us. We are his prized possession. And sometimes we can get caught in this lie I'm not worthy of God because he's this far off mystical being and like he's so holy and how could I as sinner come before him? And, and even the disciples that were really close to Jesus even had these thoughts, you know, where you, you see this story about like the children that tried to get to Jesus and the, and the disciples are like bodyguards, you know, they're like bouncers, like, yo, no, not today. The master ain't got time. And it's funny how sometimes we can, we can put value on people you know, and without even thinking about it, without even probably knowingly doing it, the, the disciples were saying, you're not worthy of being in the presence of the master. He doesn't have time for you. And Jesus broke through all barriers. He said, uh-uh. I'm sure he, he was probably one of those father moments, you know, where he probably pulled out Peter's middle name, you know, Peter Nathaniel, absolutely not. Hands off the child. Let them come here. Why? Because God has value on every single person everyone in this room god has a specific value on you he has so much significance inside of you so much calling so much purpose and the secret place he put you together 
and you put all those characteristics and personalities and flaws. Sometimes I think he puts flaws in there so we have to have faith, right? Because if we weren't flawed, we wouldn't need faith. But God put us all together because he thinks so highly of us. You know, when we, I think about it like this. When we got in an accident the other day, you know, it was me and Aiden, the guy who runs all of our visuals and all. Doesn't he do a phenomenal job, by the way? Amazing. In fact, today, we, the screens weren't working, the HMI, so he just problem-solved the junk of it is why you see what you see here. So we have an amazing production team that's just just countless hours putting into what you see. And uh, we were in the car, and we are just driving because that's what we do. We do whatever it takes to make sure the kingdom of God can be here on a Sunday morning. So we're on our way. We get in an accident, and first thing that comes to my mind is, is Aiden okay? I'm okay. My head, my, my limbs are there, right? I'm just checking everything. I'm like, all right, Aiden, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm a little shaken up. Okay. First thing, we got to the place where the, the other car got out. Got out. What was the first question? Are you okay? Why? Because it's value on human life, and God values us over all things. And sometimes we come to him, we're like, God, I'm sorry. I broke the van. Like, I got in an accident. I messed up what you did. You died on a cross, and here I am sinning, hurting you. I'm dirty, I'm rotten, like my family line is just, oh, my word, is crazy. Like the things that I've done, God, I'm not worthy of you. And he says, child, get out of the way. Are you okay? Get in here. Come on in. I mean, Father, I love you. I love you beyond, beyond what anybody else could love you. And Matthew chapter 10, verse 29 says, are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet one of them will fall to the ground. Not one of them will fall to the ground outside of your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Man, God is obsessed with you. Can we go there just a little bit? God's obsessed with you. He's a stalker. He's your number one stalker. I mean, who do you have in your life that's counting the hairs of he- on your head? That's just weird. And some guys, like he's even counting the hairs that fall out. He's like, oh, that was number 989. To me, like, why'd you bring that up? God is so obsessed with you that He literally knows all of the days, all the breaths you breathe, all the hairs on your head. He's counting them because He's so obsessed with you. He loves you so much and He's trying to lavish His love on us. And sometimes when we have this false view of God, we don't allow Him to come in as our Heavenly Father, the one who loves and cares and has everything in His hands for us. We don't allow that, and so we don't actually. You know, come into that relationship with him like we should. Isn't that a shame? But when you understand that, that Jesus paid the highest price, he paid the highest price. He died for us. And when you understand that, you are so valued. Your value goes super high because of the price that was paid for you. So the scale that God uses for you, oh, it's immeasurable. And, and sometimes we put value on others as other human beings because we're, you know, we're flawed. So we see through filters that really aren't the clearest, right? And that's why, you know, we, we, everything you do in life, you're always filtering through and asking the Father, hey, God, reveal what you think, right? Because there's a lot of people that will speak life into me. They'll speak wisdom to me. That's all good and gravy. But it's God's words that are absolute truth because he's the one who designed you and created you and made you who you are. He put all those significant things inside of you so that he could draw them out. That's why we believe here at Change. It's not just about, like when we serve on a team, it's not just about filling a position. 
It's about fulfilling a calling. Because from the beginning of time, in that secret place when he knit you together, he put a calling inside of you. And we believe here, when you serve on a team, we draw that calling out. Like, what has God called you to do? It's not just about serving on a team. It's about coming alive to why God has you here, right? Giving an opportunity for that life to come out, that passion that he put inside of you. That's something to just stir in you and be like, wow, I got to be a part of this, you know? And what we're doing is when you understand the value that was placed on us, all of a sudden you can put that value and you start to share that value with others. Everywhere you go, you start spreading the love of the Father. Start letting people know how much he's obsessed with them. And so every invite card becomes now a way to show God's value. These things are so cool. How many carry these around everywhere you go? Man, because there's so many opportunities. I had like three opportunities on the way to church today, okay? And we get here at 7. Uber driver, parents in the parking lot at Acme. (laughs) Just crazy. But these are a way to say, you're valuable to me. Now, sometimes we can get caught up. And let me just be your pastor for a second here. Sometimes we get caught up in fear, and we don't step out in faith. Faith is believing in the unseen. So when you give out an invite card, it's the unseen of seeing that person come to know Jesus. That's the unseen that hasn't been done yet. And sometimes it can be so hard because there's barriers. You know, you got people in your life that are like, I'll never go to church. I'm not a God person. That's cool. You're into religion. But, uh, you know, the place would burn down if I walked in. <laughs> I have a lot of friends like that where they're like, oh, you don't want me there. Lightning's going to strike. I'm like, hey, bring it on. I'm protected. You know, I got insurance. So we're good. But it's, it's stepping out in faith in the unseen. Right? What can God do? And when we pass up the opportunity, we pass up the opportunity to invite and to bring someone else into the kingdom of God, we literally devalue them. Think about it. Let that set in just for a second. When we miss the opportunity to say, hey, listen, man, you've been having a rough time. Let me pray with you. Let me share with you the love that the Father has shared with me, the kingdom reality that he's given to me. Let me share that kingdom reality with you. Can I just pray with you real quick? And like, I know, I know, because right now you're even getting cold sweats. You're like, oh my word, that'd be so awkward. Yeah, I know. But Jesus died on the cross naked. He was broken and beaten. Awkward moment. But Jesus did it because you were worth it. Your value was high. And when we understand this value system, all of a sudden we look at our neighbors differently. We start walking into our work differently because all of a sudden we see the children of the king that need to know the father's value on them. And maybe they've been spoken over. They've had someone steal that value from them, saying, you're no good. You're not going to do anything good. You can't even, whatever, fill in the blank. You can't, wouldn't you be more like your sister? Be more like your brother, right? Such a failure. And sometimes we have those things happen and they steals the value from us. And so we walk around saying, I'm not worthy. And I just feel like today, the father wants to just speak over you how much he absolutely values you. So I just, I just picture today being a day that you can jump on daddy's lap, you know, God, the father's lap and just let him just lavish love on you, lavish what he thinks about you. Sometimes I think we can get so caught up in the record that replays over and over again. It's someone that, you know, when I was in kindergarten, we were walking in, just for instance, and there's this bigger kid there walking by us. There's a split second, but he's like, you, pointed right at me. You, you're such a four-eyed dork. 
such a four-eyed dork. Now, it sounds really funny, right? And all the kids were laughing and all, but it stuck with me. I'm 33 years old. That was in kindergarten. And it's still a thought I have to process. And I have to say, you know what, God? It doesn't matter what others think of me. Why? It's the voice that we let repeat over and over again that becomes the thoughts that become the thoughts that say, I'm not worthy. And some of us, we have that filter of I'm not worthy because of what others have spoken into us. But today, I think the Father wants to break down those walls, break down those filters, and say, I just want to love on you and show you how much you are valuable to me. You're valuable to me. I want to give an opportunity. If you're in this room and you want to give, you said, I've never given my heart to Jesus. I've never said yes to him. And maybe you've been on this journey. Maybe someone had, you know, drug you to church today, you know, thank them later, right? Because he's so good. But maybe you're here and you say, Elijah, I would love to give my heart to Jesus and just accept what he thinks about me. Man, I've been going through life and it just hasn't been working. I've been trying and struggling. And, but man, I just want to give my heart to him and start a relationship with him. If you're in this room and you say, Elijah, I want to do that. Maybe would you just shoot up a hand? Just be super bold and just be like, yo, that's me. Because listen, we're all on that journey. Let me tell you, we're all on that journey getting closer to him. But if that's you, you say, I want to say yes to Jesus today. Would you slip up a hand? We want to pray with you. I want to pray with you today. Just the start that relationship. Maybe you say, I want to even like start again. Maybe it's been kind of rough and rocky and you're like, man, I've had that mentality that I haven't been worthy enough of his presence, worthy enough of this life in him. And today you want to just do a recommitment. Come on, you say, Lodge, that's me. Would you pray with me? That's awesome. Awesome. Yes, that's so good. Come on, can you make some ruckus in this place? Y'all are too mild, too mild. Man, there's a dubstep party going on in heaven. And you're like, hmm, that's nice. Those precious. Mild. I want to pray with you today because the Father is obsessed with you. And the Father doesn't just save us from our sin, right? He doesn't just, he doesn't just save us from our past. He saves us to our purpose. <laughs> I love about the Father. Thank you, God. You know, I'm so thankful. Like I tear up now even. You know, this is years after being like in his kingdom. But man, thank you, God, that you don't keep my past present, right? You saved me from my past. Yes, there's some things I cannot do because I'm a child of the king. Yes, that is truth. But you saved me to my purpose. I'm walking into something great. And for some of you in this room, you're making that decision to say, I want to recommit my life to God. And that's amazing because Jesus is going to bring you into this purpose that's going to help you come alive to why you're here. You've been struggling saying, what am I doing here? Why? And pulling your hair out saying, I don't know what life's about. Let me just tell you, the Father put that significant moment in you. He put that purpose in you and he wants to draw it out. And today I want to pray over you. Can everybody join me? Let's pray over these that have given their heart to God today. God, I just thank you for this decision they've made, just being bold in your presence today in this room full of people who have all been there at one time where we said yes to Jesus. I pray that you would just help them know that you forgive them of their sin and once you make them clean, they are new creations in you, coming alive to the new things in Christ. Now their old life is dead and now they're alive in Christ. So everything that's in your kingdom now is in their possession. And we thank you for that, God. Pray that you'd walk with them in those moments where they have doubt, in those moments when they're like, ah, that wasn't real. God, I pray that you'd reassure them with your presence. Would you speak life into those moments? Give them peace, everything they need to walk this path with you. Come on, give it up one more time for those that accepted Jesus in their heart. Come on, let's celebrate with them. Hallelujah. At Change Church, we believe in doing life 
together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.